0: Thank you for taking time to listen uh, to this program. Here in the letters to uh, the church that the Lord gives in Revelation at the first, in chapter three, he's talking to the people in Sardis, and that's the ones he says to them about many of you are defiled, and... A few of of you are not, and so those that are not defiled uh, will walk with me in white. And he that overcometh the same will be clothed in white raiment. The last program uh, talked about that in the way of not that they had never. A few of you have never sinned. Well. Uh, that wouldn't be it. But like Paul said to Timothy, I finished my course. And he said, I strive for that upward calling, that race, that idea to abide in his love. And that's what it's all based on. These letters and uh, are the first one, and it's all based on whether we love him uh, completely and rightly in the way that we don't have any unforgiveness towards anyone and because his love wouldn't know not i mean you could hate what people do and he says here i hate the deeds of the nicolaitans and uh, that's something even to look at and that's controlling people and manipulation of people through spiritual means uh, that even i don't know it's pretty serious things <clears throat> excuse me all this is serious though but the idea and i pretty sure I brought that out last time was Paul talks about it and the Lord talks about it is that you get choked out you give up you it's too hard like the unfaithful it's just too much what you ask is too much and I know because I personally did that after years several years there early on after being saved it became to where I just thought it just wasn't meant to be for me and that's simply not true I didn't understand, like James says there. You pray about it and, and um, say you're sincere, but, but actually you're double-minded in the way that you, I believe it comes down to you just don't want to give it up. Even you know it's wrong and you can ask the Lord to forgive you for not being able to forgive people, but what is the problem? It's not something he hasn't given you. It's because he's given you himself. His spirit, His love, it's already there. The problem, and, and it was so hard to look at because it makes a person have to wake up in order to see it. And uh, old man doesn't, the old nature doesn't really want to do that. But what you see is that uh, you're helpless to do it, and you and you and you give up on it. And the way you were saved, though, when you were first saved, that's why he says, return to the first works you come to that point that you realize that it's not because he hasn't done enough that's what james said you don't pray rightly but the idea the way to look at it i see now after he woke me up to it is that you get rid of what's wrong you get rid of the darkness. You get rid of the, the basket. You get rid of what's blocking the whole thing from working. It's not that he needs to give you more love. He's already given you his love himself. And that's why he's saying when you leave that and not even knowing it, like uh, Ephesus here at... It, it, uh, everything was all right but he's saying still you've uh left your first love and anyway you you i think you just return to human love without realizing it until it goes bad and and it does and will so the struggle the the not to get it done and just ain't quite there you know i know he says um that well i read that the lord over here in john he says uh and he's talking about being born again. He's talking to them about, I'm going my way to the Father, but I'll pray him, and he'll send a comforter to you. And when he's come, then he'll guide you into all things and speak of the truth of me. So then in a little while, I'll you won't see me, and then you will. And then I believe firmly, I am confident he's saying, um. And now you have sorrow, but I'll see you again. That's when, because I live in you, then you will live. Then you will know me because you will know true divine life. And there's all the difference in the world in anything, if you put the word human or divine in front of it. We have a spirit made by God, and it's everlasting, but it's not divine or it wouldn't sin. And that's the whole issue of whether he could sin or not is basically, can God sin? Well, no. And so you have sorrow, but I'll see you again. Your heart will rejoice and your joy. No man will take from you. And in that day, you'll ask me nothing. But truly, I say unto you, whatsoever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. And up till now, you've asked nothing in my name, ask of you, but ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. And when you look at all he's talking about here, it's bearing fruit. And that's the idea of the parable of the sower is bearing fruit. And according to the maturity of the virgins that are paying attention or already or not, and it's the idea of... Always being towards that way or that minded. And when you fall, you get back up and get right with him in your heart as in no forgiveness. I don't mean, I want to be clear about, I don't mean just don't give up on trying to give up unforgiveness. Because he teaches and undoubtedly it will work when you get rid of what's wrong. Then all of a sudden it works because it was just waiting. He's waiting to be For us to give up the old nature and by faith ask Him, and He's got the door open already. We've shut the door. That's what these letters are saying here at the end. And I'm knocking, if you'll just open the door. And that's getting rid of the door. The door is the basket. And He said, I am the light of the world. And I've lit you as a candle and I'm your candlestick and all. But nobody lights a candlestick to put it under a basket. And that's what happens when you lose your candlestick. You see what I'm saying? And then that all comes down. The Lord made it so simple. He said, if you have any unforgiveness, uh, towards another person, you judge them and you're against them and you, however, just true unforgiveness and bitterness, resentment and all that then you are full of darkness that's his words and that's how clear he made it and that's why the unfaithful servants say you're a hard person and the parable he said i you knew i was you know what i expected you know what i asked and i told you it was possible if you believed with all if you want it with all your heart being double-minded is you don't want it with all your heart and i thought i did but that's how good self is it's the perfect con man and self is the perfect mark the perfect person to be conned it works real well i one of the first podcasts i remember i was it was uh, the perfect con man the the old man and paul refers to it all at least in one place and the old man is dead already, but hes he gives us his heart, his spirit, and we're alive in that way. But he refers to the old, cast off the old man and his deeds. Well, most every time it's just cast off the deeds. And that's the nature is still there. Truly, we've been changed in our heart. If you believe in him and know him, that's why you do is because he he lives in you anyway. Though I want to uh, run in, out of time, and I meant not to avoid this, but it is one of the harder things to explain, maybe mostly because of preconceived ideas that we might have or what. But I will not blot you out of the book of life. I will not blot his name. He that overcomes will be clothed in white raiment. That's why I was trying to trying to kind of talk about that was it's not that you don't sin, but like Paul said, I want to present you a a virgin or a bride without spot or blemish and you're forgiven of your spot or blemish of unforgiveness when you truly mean it and come to him. And yeah, and presented that way in that that's your state of being and it doesn't mean you don't fall, but that's your state of normal being. And I know I went for all those years, 30 plus years, uh, truly to say I had no resentment or bitterness or judged anybody or had any unforgiveness, I'm ashamed to admit now, but no, I really couldn't say that. Not not really, not in all honesty. Not if I, you know, and People don't go around asking that sort of thing, but every time I'd read it in there, I knew I was guilty, and I knew I didn't have it, so I had to come to the point. I think like the unfaithful servant, you kind of look at that as I think he was shocked at how the Lord reacted. I think he was wanting to hear, well, I can understand you were afraid and didn't want to use it and the risk of it and all this and that and trading. And you didn't hardly you didn't gain anything, really. And but, you know, I'm kind of upset with you, but I understand it's our at least you protected it and covered it back up and didn't lose the whole thing. You know what? I think maybe he thought maybe that (laughs) kind of like the prodigal son going home. But but in this case, it's the opposite. The Lord said, oh, no, you knew exactly what I wanted. And the, the servant, the unfaithful servant, all his excuse was, was too hard. It was just too hard what you asked. Well, How would the others do it? The other servants did it. To some extent, 30, 60, fold, whatever. So it can be done and it's done by faith. It's done by we are faith, we're his faith. we're a workmanship. He's the author and finisher of our faith. That's the way we're saved. The faith that you know he lives in you and you're going to heaven. that's not enough, so-called faith, that's not enough, so-called it is. It's the faith, and yeah, he can he's already given us his love. we're complete in him. We have to have faith and love towards him that we finally reach the point we want to give it up. We want to give up unforgiveness. Not, well, okay, I'll give it up. And No, you want to, and that's, uh, he pushed me off the cliff to make me understand that. Uh, it was so hard. Anyway, to be blotted out of the book of life, to me, there's the Lamb's book of life, and if you're not written in that, you don't belong to him, and if you are, you do. But there's many books. It talks about them at the end of Revelation written. And a lot of them have to do with the lost or judged out of those books. And they're not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. A lost person, I don't care how good they are. And people that belong to him are written in there. I don't care, as it were, how bad they are. But I mean, they belong to him. And so when you belong to him, then the parable of the sower and the parable of the these letters as it were what he's saying to us is the same thing like John said it's nothing new but it's new because he lives in you and it's the commandment love the lord with all your heart if you do that the rest follows it must and it will it does but to not love him with all our heart that means uh, to me, there's two ways. Kind of looking at that is, well, full capacity. No, I, that that will throughout eternity be m- m- loving God more and more. But it, but it has to do with no part dark, he said. No part dark. No unforgiveness towards anybody. That's all. Love me with all your heart that way. And then it multiplies and grows over and over and over. But it's got to be pure and right and genuine in that way. And that's, the it's it real simple, but then there again, the servant, right? that's too much, too hard. Well, what was too hard was for uh, uh, for me was to give up my own self, to give up that right, and, and I kind of, I don't know, just addicted to self. <laughs> and uh, you hurt me, I'll hurt you. you. You don't forgive me, you forgive me, I'll forgive you. You love me, I'll love you. That that the Lord said, be like your Father in heaven. He's merciful to all in the way of giving rain to all, but he hates sin. See, so it's a clear thing a person can understand anyway being blotted out is simply not being found faithful in the way of enough of being right with him and then you suffer from a lack of all these rewards how much and in the kingdom ruling on the earth as the queen of the king then there is a definite limit. That's the ironic thing about that period of time, good or bad, reward or not as much or not or what. That's where the, the idea comes forth, how much it's that way. But all the virgin, I believe, he belonged to him. All the servants belonged to him. And in the kingdom, it'll be shown the most mature. And yet in eternity future, he says all things made new, then you still have your position in the body of Christ. It won't be a contention thing or a ruling or any of that it will be different but still that positional part of where you are in him I believe is still exist there's no ruling over sin by on the earth and all that's done with but that positional awareness you have in his body where you are as a living stone built up into a temple there's no temple anymore he's the temple then where you are that's where you are and to be blotted out And the word means to be taken away from what started, the anointing you had. And John says, you have an anointing from the Spirit. You know you should love Him and each other, that kind of anointing. And from that comes the fruit the Lord talked about. That's the fruit you bear. That's all there is. And uh, so that's the So when you, why didn't you have 60-fold? You only had 30, see. So you suffered loss. So blotted out the word means to take away what was put there and for the reason it was put there, that's the reason it's taken away. So X uh, is the ek out of, but it doesn't matter in any language, that's the concept and meaning um, of Elo. It just means uh, <clears throat> to take away, Take, like he said to the unfaithful servant, take away from him what he has and give it to another one. That, that kind of idea. That's being blotted out of the book of life that applies to, like Moses said, uh, he was going to, the Lord, I'll just do away with all the people. And we'll start over with you or whatever. And Moses said, if you're going to blot them out of the book of the living, then blot me out. So in that way, the book of life is those that, that live and on the earth and rule in the kingdom in that way of living. And you'd be blotted out of that book, as it were, but not out of the Lamb's book of life. But, but those that uh, it, it's by degree. And it's just something that I put all those things together, the parables and this here, and try to see the very same thing he's saying. And it's a real warning from him, just like walking in white, uh, not being defiled, but being right with me, not being perfect, but being right in your heart, wanting that. And when you exercise your senses to see that coming, the quicker, the better. You say, I want to love him. I don't want to be Unforgiving towards anyone, and you want to love him more than that. And then, in my experience, what it's been is, then you are. Then, then it happens. There's no time element there so much so. It's just getting rid of the basket. It might take a long time to get rid of it, but when you finally decide to lift it off there, it, it on takes a second. But anyway, that's being blotted out. It's not to do with losing your salvation. If that were true. I I would have no way in the world to understand how he talked about we're in his hand and he's in the Father's hand and nobody can pluck us out. And Paul said, "I'm persuaded no creature is able to separate me from the love of Christ." And all I've, I've ever heard is one thing said. Well, that may be true, but you can get out. You can jump out. No, I'm. A <laughs> Paul said, "I'm persuaded nothing." No creature, angel, heaven, life, or up or down, depth, nothing can separate. That means eternal security, and I firmly do believe in that. So blotting out your name out of the book of life here in the way of ruling in the kingdom and or your position in him, that will still be true. And like Peter said, uh, be sure of your position in the everlasting kingdom. Because all those things, and it's a great warning from Him. That's why the Lord says, as it—not as it were, but literally—the last words He gave to John to say to the church was these words, or were: "He that has an ear, and when He saves us and lives in us, we have an ear. It's just a whether or not we want to hear. He that has an ear, let him hear." what the Spirit says to the churches. And very briefly put, Greek, Hebrew, it doesn't matter. To hear is to do it. To hear is to intelligently understand and let it get into your mind and actually hear it and give it audience and do it, understand it, and do it. There's nothing like His love. There's just not. And to want that with all your heart that's the answer. Thank you for listening to the program today.